Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover Thursday's 14-game night in the NHL. DJ, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I feel like uh, it's Groundhog's Day as we're getting almost all of the same matchups minus a couple. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, any of the news and notes that we got. There's a few things that changed uh, for some teams. We'll get to those. We're going to go game by game. So I don't want to give away anything quite yet. But Tuesday was decently fun. Could have been a little bit better. I did not have a lot of Winnipeg, too. So I didn't end up hitting the giant uh, cash that I would have liked. I had a lot of Goryanov and Arvidsson, like I said I was going to do. They both didn't quite disappoint, but quite get me there. So uh, Gibson saved my bacon. Matt, how was your Tuesday and how are you doing right now? I mean, uh, Tuesday was a big night on the GPP streets. So I had 10 entries into the Spinorama on DraftKings um, and I got two of them in the top 20. So, you know, not a terrible success rate there, uh, but no Winnipeg two uh, patches couldn't quite get me there. Uh, my best team had Minnesota one on it, you know, smashed otherwise, but Minnesota one, I think had 13 shots on goal and no goals. So, uh, you know, it is what it is though. And I've made slight profit on Tuesday. So, you know, right back at it again on another monster Thursday slate. I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, we're just going to get right into things. Uh, Again, if you're new or whatever, what we're going to do is we're going to go game by game, uh, starting at the seven o'clock games and going right on through the end of the night. and at the end, we will talk about some of our favorite, you know, DFS stacks and whatnot. Um, but in the meantime, we'll go game by game, talk about news, some of our favorite bets, and so forth. So with that said, um, before we get into that, check out Fade the Noise, FTNDaily.com. Uh, use promo code Mayo. That's for the daily fantasy needs. Uh, for betting needs, FTN betting, again, promo code Mayo, um, you know, two really great resources to help you out uh, if you're trying to get serious about DFS or about betting. Uh, so let's start off with Pittsburgh at Boston. Uh, DJ, tell me about what we what we need to know here. I mean, I think, you know, last game was one of my favorite bets to go over. It just missed only getting five with the overtime game. Um, the lines did change a little bit for Pittsburgh. I don't know if I fully expect them to go back to what they did, but Gensel, Crosby, Rust, as we mentioned, um, Zucker, Malkin, Kapanen, uh, that second line for Pittsburgh is where they got most of their scoring and it's super cheap, I think on both sites. So that was interesting to see, uh, Boston, we're not going to get Pasternak back yet. It doesn't look like they haven't officially ruled him out on NBC tonight, NBC sports during the, um, Nashville game. They did say he wasn't going to play. So I'm really not expecting it. Jake DeBrusque didn't play much because of an injury. Again, like there was no official word on that either. So we're going to be coming into this game without 100% certainty. Unless if you read something different on DeBrusque, I didn't get 100% on him. Yeah, so uh, he didn't practice, but other than that, we're, we're not sure. Yeah, so we saw Craig Smith practice with that top line. Uh, Craig Smith does not strike me as like a stand-in type player. Um, so I'm sort of suspecting DeBrusque does not make it back for this one. And, you know, on the DFS side of things, Craig Smith is always a good, you know, like rate type shooter. Um, so, you know, I, I don't hate him in terms of like, obviously it's a great uh, spot for him. I wouldn't expect him to get first power play run though. So just in general, the Boston side's a little bit overpriced, uh, you know, on the DFS side. As far as betting though, um, you know, we've talked about uh, this game on Tuesday. So I will probably go right back to my David Krejci bet. It took until overtime to get there. Um, but again, 
Krejci and his five on five line is playing quite well. Uh, also, I think part of the reason they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't move a second liner up to the Marchand Bergeron line. They moved a guy in the bottom six up. So that's something that I think Krejci on the top power play, you know, no pasta, uh, just basically a coin flip to score a point. I like that bet. Um, so I don't know about you, if you have anything new in this one, or are you still kind of going back to the over here? I don't know if I want to go back to the over. It's, it's just not, there's not enough equity on it for me to think too strongly on it. I mean, right now it's five and a five and a half over minus 120. That's just, I, I don't know why I'm going to play Russian robot with that game where like, as long as one goalie doesn't absolutely stink, it should probably be fine. Uh, I do like your take there about um, Krejci getting the point. I mean, he's a very good player overall. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any crazy, you, you know, you know what's funny. We're missing, but Remember when I said, oh, I bet we don't get uh, Craig Smith player props? We actually do. He's listed at plus 110 for over two and a half shots. Um, That, to me, almost smells like it's priced in his role. Uh, We don't usually see, you know, roll things priced into these lines. Um, But even then, I think that's worth a fire. You know, if you're if if you are a guy who, like, you know, trust the analytics on Craig Smith, because he's one of those like great guys who is awesome. And so to see him get a big role, this could be kind of a breakout spot for him. But yeah, um, over yeah, I like that a lot too. That's a yeah, good take. Absolutely, just fourteen games. I'm trying to get every lineup right now. I'm trying to like bounce back between three screens. But but if we're gonna take this long in every game. We're gonna be a while. So we'll get over to the Rangers at the Sabers. The Sabers did get the three-two win. Um, really, not a lot of news on this game yet that I've seen. The Rangers didn't change anything that I saw because I don't think they ran a full practice. Um, but they did make a lot of changes during the game. So I'm expecting to see a bit of a, a shuffle on their lines and whatnot. Um, the Sabres, again, without Yogaharu, it sounds like. Not that that's a huge fantasy implication. But is there anywhere you're leaning in this game? Um, you know, just miss the under, I mean, just miss the over at six, only getting five goals here. So is there anything you're thinking maybe go back to that? Just in net or he's had a tough start or are you kind of just not that interested in this game? I don't know, man. I kind of think the Sabres might be good and it scares me, you know, as a, as a Sabres fan, I've been, you know, I've been trained to not overreact to early season sort of successes like this. Um, but the underlying numbers are there. Um, they kind of looked the part on Tuesday. So I don't know though about the under versus the money line. I mean, they're both yeah. basically like uh, pickums between the under six and the Sabres money line uh, being basically a pickum as well here. And I just don't know if I trust this Rangers defense. Like uh, I, I wanted to really like what they are going to do with Adam Fox. So I kind of am looking toward a guy like Jack Eichel. Um, you know, I don't think I'm going like just to score a point or whatever, but if you want to talk like a multi-point night, Eichel sort of jumps off the page at plus 165. I think that he's really going to get it going. Um, you know, he scored his first goal of the year on Tuesday and I think that he's sort of like on the precipice of, you know, a really big breakout. Um, and then also Rasmus Dahlin on the power play, uh, shooting a ton this year. And you can get him pretty juiced at plus 130 to go over two and a half shots. Uh, he's another guy who's just, I think, deserves better results than he's gotten. Right. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think that that would be my favorite one from this game as well as the over for Dahlin. He didn't quite see the minutes in this game, but they were up. So they kind of sat on the lead of it. So we only got 17, but all that power play run, I mean, he really is been shooting the puck just in a crazy amount. So I like that take a lot. That would move us over to the 
Philadelphia Flyers at the New Jersey Devils. The only news that I'm not, again, I'm not sure on this yet. I don't think we have confirmation on who's going to start in net for New Jersey, but Aaron Dell did make the flight and I think will be available for them at minimum salary on DraftKings. Um, but Mackenzie Blackwood will not play. Right now, uh, the lines that we're looking at don't show exactly what the sports book is saying. So we're not sure exactly where it's going to land. But if you are looking at sports book, you are getting Philadelphia minus one, um, one but minus one hundred three on, on DK right now. I don't know what that's going to end up being. I don't know how. Like, are you Wait, saying this as well, Matt? For real? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like. I'm also <laughs> about to reload the sports book. Oh, I had to plug it in my laptop too. But um, no. Um, yeah. No, that's, yeah. I don't know what you're seeing. That's interesting though. I'm seeing minus one fifty nine. Um, I believe that'll match the on screen graphic there. Um, so you know. If you can find that somewhere, though, maybe that's a missed line. But uh, I'm guessing in you're in New York, something might be glitchy, and they're not like fully live there. But yeah. anyway, um, on the flyer side of things, we really saw them uh, break out, sort of, you know, uh, do maybe what we thought they should have done. Uh, JVR, I think, had like a 40 point night over on DraftKings. If you're, you know, just looking to chase that, but just in general, this line feels a little bit light on the Flyers at only minus 160 especially if we get, you know, if we're expecting them to start a goalie in Aaron Dell, who hasn't played a game yet this year. Uh, obviously, I don't even think was with the team for most of this year because no, he got he claimed. He was in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So he got claimed and had to quarantine or whatever. So you could really be getting some, you know, just fresh meat there in that. Um, so just in general, though, I think the Flyers are a much better team than. So are there any money lines, player props for the Flyers? at um, you know, I'm not oh, really, yeah. So I think that the one place I might go back to is Jake Voracek. And mm-hmm. I feel like I might take a flyer on him just like manning the other flank on the power play at, you know, first goal, 18 to one, like that seems sort of, you know, pretty good. Like just take a flyer there. Uh, guys in that similar price range, you know, like Jack Hughes, obviously he's great, but you know, just kind of similar shooter-ish, shooteriness as Voracek, if you will. Um, Jesper Bratz, 20 to 1. Sharangovich, 20 to 1. Provorov, 22 to 1. Like, those guys all seem, you know, like Voracek is a better bet to just sort of fire one home on the power play. Are you, so, are you going back to the Konechny over on the shots, a two and a half plus 150? Yeah, you know. He obviously disappointed. He had two assists, but just didn't. Yeah, you know, I did some I did some soul searching. I looked into some of the numbers, you know, after after that didn't hit, you know, I I take I take this job very seriously here, uh, you know, giving (laughs) you guys the best bets. And this year, Konechny hasn't been sort of, you know, quite as uh, on it as he was to finish last year. So, you know, maybe a slight recalibration there. Um, I still think, though, that this is pretty good value at uh, over two and a half at plus 150. So, you know, playing with Giroux and Patrick, like, I think that's still a decent bet. Yeah, def- I mean, yeah, I think it's, you know, you're getting a lot of good value on a guy that's very skilled. Um, you know, about, maybe it's not quite the mortal lock that I think we thought it, not mortal, obviously it's a plus bet. If it was last, it wasn't a mortal lock or anything, but I think we really liked that one and it just didn't hit. So we'll move over now to the Islanders at the Capitals. Now this one has a lot of news on the Capitals side. This should be the last game that we don't have the OV Orloff uh, Ilya Samsonov crew. And we also are almost definitely not going to have Lars Ellers, not confirmed yet, but we also might not have Nick Backstrom. He missed some time in the second period. 
came back in the third, then went out again in the third. He did shot bonus that I the shot the three shots on goal for us. Well, I mean, they're coming back from that injury, but missing into the game, we don't know yet what's going to happen there, who's going to be on the ice, but that could leave a lot of players that just don't see ice time getting ice time. One guy in mind of Connor McMichael, kind of a highly touted prospect. We saw him a lot in the world juniors. Um, just a guy that, you know, might end up, he's minimum salary like on both sides, but a guy that, you know, if you could get him on a player prop, um, I don't know if you're going to find much on the DK book, but you know, put maybe $5 on him to score. I assume that's crazy odds of trying to that's, find a quick. It's actually the same odds as John Carlson. Oh my God. <laughs> of course. And, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, John Carlson. So again, I was going to echo everything you said. Uh, if you want the really deep dive into what happened and all the nonsense going on, uh, I covered it right off the top of the morning skate podcast, just sort of diving in like, cause that's really relevant from DFS just because yeah. you know, how cheap all these guys are uh, who could be potential replacements. But just looking at this from like the betting side, uh, John Carlson plus 450 to score. Like he's lining up in the OV spot on the power play. Uh, he scored last game. Like it, it's clearly something that John Carlson loves to do. And it seems a little bit, uh, it seems a little bit unfair for Connor Sherry on the exact same team, yeah. like to have he the same odds. Doesn't score shoot, score. So, um, so, you know, I think that John Carlson to score plus 450 is a very good one. Um, you can also get, you know, the points on John Carlson. Um, you actually can't get a multi-point night. So that's a little disheartening because he does sort of like have some of the best odds to score a point on minus 162. So I don't think that's a great value, but um, in general though, this game will be very interesting to monitor uh, throughout Thursday uh, just to see, you know, what they do if for, uh, if Lars Eller, Nick Backstrom, and if getting Kuznets out of the lineup. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's going to be crazy in Washington. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Definitely follow us individually on, on Twitter and like Morning Skate Podcast. We'll be posting everything, all the news, all the notes on that one. But that'll bring us over to the Tampa Bay Carolina game. Unless if there's another player prop, did you have anything else? No, nope. nope. the Tampa Bay Carolina game. Um, you know, this one is, you know, Carolina has been out for a while. We're, not going to get uh, Terry Butera Vinen back. So the lines could be a little bit different. The power play for Carolina also a little bit different with Trocek, Ajo, Sveshnikov, Hamilton, and Stahl. So if you are playing on DraftKings, he's minimum salary, Jordan Stahl, if that ends up sticking. Um, was there anything you like here? I mean, I I think I personally kind of echoed the, the, the fact that we'll get to this more of the DraftKings that, you know, they really priced on these Carolina guys for some reason. Um, over under at six. You know, a little bit of a, a favoring to um, Tampa Bay, like uh, Carolina at home. I think I kind of like the Carolina side, honestly. Tampa Bay's been really good, but you know, Carolina coming back, I, I just kind of liked a team that's this fresh, although Tampa Bay hasn't played a lot either. Um, but what do you think about this game? Is there any player props you like? Yeah, so, I mean, there's only three home dogs on this slate, uh, you know, at the, at the time of recording. And, uh, you know, the three are New Jersey, Carolina, and Edmonton. Uh, well, I guess depending on Nick Backstrom's situation, Washington might be. But Carolina is easily the best team of that group. And, yeah, it's against Tampa, and Tampa's very good. But both of these teams have had, you know, a decent amount of rest. Um, so I do like – I do think Carolina offers some value here just as a home dog. Uh, grabbing them from the player prop side, I mean, uh, Andrei Svechnikov is basically a, a coin flip to go over two and a half shots. I like that relative to, you know, you see on the same book, Dougie Hamilton over three and a half uh, as a coin flip. 
like, yeah, Dougie's a, a great player, but I think that Svechikov shoots more than Dougie will, um, especially if there's no Tara Vinand, who is likely to miss due to COVID protocols. Uh, not a ton of information there around him, but, uh, you know, Svechikov should see a pretty increased role and just time on ice. So I like the Svechikov over uh, shots, um, but also Carolina in general as a home dog in grabbing them. Yeah. Vinny Trochek at plus 350 to score. He's on the first power play. He shoots the puck a ton. He's kind of regained that form, it seems like, from a couple of years ago where he was a really nice rate shooter. If that continues, I mean, he's priced at just between Martin Nechas and Warren Fogle. I mean, that just doesn't seem correct for a first power play guy that has a pretty good shot. And, you know, we'll see where he ends up lining up. I mean, if they're, you know, in a real tight game here and they don't have turbo, they might end up putting him up with that top line or something. So I, I really like that. I, that's the kind of guy I want to target for a gold prop bet. That's, you know, you can get, make huge money on 20 bucks like we did with Carter Verhage. Um, But that'll, move us over i <laughs> had to shout my, myself out there to Atta the boy. florida at columbus game correct yeah florida at columbus game so the big news here is jack roslovic will make his first start he was centering um big wait, news i mean he's fine yeah i know I, I mean that's the, i mean it was the trade i mean we're not gonna get line a yet okay, sure. um if it was line a that would be the it's just the trade and everything so jack roslovic the hometown boy uh, i mean first line second line whatever you want to call it with atkinson and Boone Jenner, minimum salary on DraftKings. I, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. I'm putting a player prop betting him to score. Uh, I'm trying to find out what it is right now. There's just so many players. Whatever it is, just put $10 down. He's scoring a goal. First time Dude, back. Carter Verhage, I think, has the exact same odds as he did last game. Plus 425 to score. <sighs> uh, I think it might have been plus 430 when uh, on Tuesday. So those are longer odds than Roslovich and like, where is he am I losing my mind plus 350 for Roslovich. Oh, oh okay yeah um so you know I, to me that to me that I mean you know all, all credit to you for that uh, Verhage uh you know uh <laughs> a we're conviction. here to make you guys money like I'm just trying to make everyone else money and then everyone that took it was like yep thank you for the free money thank you for the other guy no I got you next time we'll do this again tomorrow um but <laughs> and um, then and then Arvison did not do it for me, no, but no, he, he did not. Uh, he missed the net very nicely. Anyways, though, this game, Matt, is there anything you like in this game? Don't like? I know I have my personal favorite take here, but I think I like the under. Uh, this game feels okay. pretty gross to me. Um, Bob sort of sprung a leak early, which definitely hurt. Uh, you know, Florida last game and sort of pushed them into hurry up mode. We did get confirmation that Chris Strager is uh, starting. So, you know, I'm not a big goalie guy, you know, as, as you all know, at this point, I just, I, I don't think that NHL goalies are that important because either they're a 900 goaltender where they stop 90 out of hundred stop shots, or they're like 915, 920, where they stop 92 out of hundred shots. And like, if you're asking me to bet on two shots out of hundred, I don't know, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a freaking scientist. Like, you know, so that's something where like, I don't put as much stock into it as some people do, but Bob's been bad and Drager looked really good. So that's one area where I think that this game in general just keeps a low pace. It's a torch classic and they grind out the under. So that's my strongest lean on this one. Okay. My, my big strongest lean, uh, the player that is tied in second for I Corsi for a poor game per game is uh, Alexander Barkov and his odds to shoot the puck onto the net, which I think he'll do in, in handfuls over 2.5 is minus 125 
I mean, it's not, you know, not, you're not getting the greatest odds in the world, but I mean, that just seems like a lock. I mean, that might be my lock of the night because he is right there behind McKinnon and right by Shea Theogoat as the, 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 the premier players that are shooting the puck on net in the league. Just above Matthews at this point, he's only played three games. It definitely super skews his, his stats. He's just been firing the puck at will up there with Verhage and Duclair. First power play. He's seen over 20 minutes of ice time in every game. If we expect this to be a little bit some, uh, close game, they're going to have Barkov out there for a million minutes. He's going to get over two and a half shots. Lock that in for me as my lock of the night. All right. Uh, one note on that before we move on, because, you know, we are only working with a handful of games for Florida. Uh, we were expecting coming into the year for something to give because they lost Hoffman. They lost Adenov off that top power play. They also, you know, moved on from Trocek uh, not that many games ago, you know, what, a season and a half at this point. Um, so there's a lot of shots to go around. And yeah, I mean, you you pointed out Barkov seems to be the guy vacuuming up those attempts. So uh, I like jumping on that as we go. And obviously yeah. Verhage yeah. and Duclair. And, of, you know, to massive. score a goal, he's like the third or fourth in the game. Yeah, It's so, just like this guy's seeing 20 minutes a night in first power. I don't understand. Again, this like if you do one, you know, kind of, uh, you know, your favorite three bets in a parlay, include that one in there. And then maybe even put, you know, a little bit of money on him to score a different one. Cause as we mentioned in the last one where I, I, I guess I learned, although I kind of knew it, I just didn't think of it that you can't put two in the same game. So uh, plus two thirty though, for him to score just seems egregious. So um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the last seven o'clock game, we have uh, Calgary at Montreal. Montreal is a very slight favorite here. Um, I don't really know where I stand on Montreal because they have looked dominant um i'm not sure i expected them to look as solid as they have and maybe not even as much to look as good because again last year they were sort of this type of team that drove play but they really seem to have like that that touch that finishing talent whatever you want to call it um and nick suzuki seems to be a big driver there um so are you buying this canadians team like do you think just as slight favorites at home versus calgary like there's some value to just sort of uh jamming them either on the money line or in DFS. Yeah, I think it's definitely fair to at home. It, it really is pretty much a coin flip. So I, I like them a lot. They have been really good. They've just been very defensively sound and the depth of this team is just all four lines contribute. All four lines are good enough to stop the other line going against them. Um, I think this game is, is definitely, you know, not my, maybe my favorite in DFS or anything like that, but it, it just kind of is a, a pretty fair game i you know i don't hate the over or the under i I'm pretty right down the middle with it at six i think six is the perfect number so i'm not going to be hammering that but i like that you know you're going to get minus 117 at home for the a team that's been awesome why not right and calgary has been pretty hit or miss i don't what, what's the record on the year two two and one yeah I, they've been fine so i don't i don't really like have like a i'm not betting the house on this one but i definitely would lean to montreal with getting at home pretty decent odds especially if carry price is in net which i, I guess i expect him to be don't see a reason why he wouldn't be so yeah so like gone are the days of tyler Toffoli being sub 4000 on yeah. DraftKings. that was a fun week uh you know hope uh hope everyone enjoyed that he's like 65 64 i think uh on the yeah. slate so kind of priced out of contention here um however there is a guy that i really like on both dfs and his player prop in shea weber um you know just again a guy being set up you know i love those guys on the flanks on the power play uh you know think the ov spot the pasta spot uh shea weber's doing that for this team he has nick suzuki and jeff petrie each trying to feed him 
Uh, you can get over two and a half shots at plus 100. I think that this division is going to be ripe for overs all season long. Um, I haven't seen any analysis yet at this point in the season, just in terms of like actual goals. But I think that like 10 of the top 12 point getters are from that division at this point. Like, so things seem to be going as expected up north. So, you know, I'm just banking on that continuing uh, with Montreal and Calgary and give me the Shea Weber over as my favorite bet here. All right, that'll take us to LA at Minnesota. LA just found a way to uh, stop everything, I guess, and win that game. I believe Minnesota. the phrase is hold on to your butts. That's the sort of <laughs> hockey they played. Um, yeah, so Cam Talbot is presumably out. Um, I don't think there's any chance of him playing. It says he won't be avail- available uh, for Thursday. That will bring either Hammond or Kakinen back into the net. Um, you know, barring you know the, the the repeat of the other night when the you know the shooters for Minnesota were shooting and just not finding the back of the net. Is there anything you really like here? I mean, the money line I don't believe moved too much from the last timeout, but Minnesota at home minus one fifty seven. You know, I personally like it. I don't like the over. Um, I think it's you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, five and a half is, is not fun to bet on because like betting on a below five and a half is just boring, boring to do. But I, I guess I like it a little bit, but Matt, what, what do you feel like in here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that Tuesday, Tuesday night game from Minnesota was equal parts sort of encouraging and just, you know, downright depressing because, you know, they were firing. Uh, they seemed to get really good opportunities. So I, you know, that's not really being priced in like to, you know, like the line hasn't moved or anything. So this, you know, felt like a conviction bet to me, like just bet Minnesota uh, on Tuesday didn't work, but I think you can double down on it. And it's just a solid, solid bet. Uh, Minnesota is a, just a better hockey team than, um, than LA. And you're getting pretty good value. I think at minus 157. Um, and then player props wise, you know, Kevin Fiala is a guy that we always uh, talk about when yeah. we're on, um, his line is only set at two and a half. So, you know, just probably Got take it. the over there, um, a little bit of value at minus 155. So yeah, I think if you bet the, bet the over on Fiala over two and a half all season long, you're going to end up making money overall. I mean, <laughs> obviously they'll have a game or two where he doesn't hit it, but he's shooting the puck as much as possible, honestly. And we'll get to this in a minute. Um, if you look at their five on five and their, you know, kind of their ice time in general, Fiala, Parise and Kaprizov all saw over 20 minutes. And the next is Eric Zanek at 17 and then it goes to 14. So they're clearly trying to get those guys out there in a close game. So, you know, th- these are the three guys for them. They're moving forward. These three guys as the main people, Fiala, 22 minutes, I, he's going to get over two and a half shots. So put that one over with the Barkov one, make some money, have fun with it. Um, We'll get over to, I believe it is Detroit and Dallas, correct? Yes. Um, yeah, just one more thing. Eric Sinek is a oh, freaking okay. player, man. He is good. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. He's not oh, being yeah. used. Uh, you know, he's not being used in an offensive role, so I don't really think you can play him. But, man, he does he look good too. out there? He did get yeah. power play, too. Which was I just nice. want him he to didn't s- get that in the first few, so. I just want him to yeah. center Fiala. That'd be so fun. It'd be so good. Uh, whatever. Let's move on. I think they're using him. They're using him as like a shutdown player, which I didn't expect. Uh, just prospect-wise, he seemed like a kind of a sniper shooter, um, and he's just kind of been on their defensive line and scoring. So, I mean, it's working. So it's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. But if it breaks, put him in that uh, Bukestad spot. Thank you, please, and thank you, Minnesota. Thanks for listening. But yeah, no, let's get over to the Detroit at Dallas game. Dallas will be having their, uh, you know, like I said, their skyline jerseys, their highlighter jerseys in this one. 
Um, Detroit, potentially without Larkin. We still haven't gotten confirmation there, but he was hurt in the last game and didn't practice today, and we're not sure what that's going to mean exactly. They weren't indicating anything, but it wasn't COVID-related. So Dallas, disappointing. Uh, they took it to overtime and got the win. They are, you know, minus 200. I, I'm just to stay away from me. I'm not going to put money on minus 205. That's just pointless. Uh, the over-under is five, though. So is there anything you do like as far as the money lines? And then we'll get into the I mean, player props. I mean, look, this this game really feels like a stay away to me because there's so much uncertainty. Uh, you know, Larkin, questionable. Jamie Benn, questionable. Um, you know, Radulov, maintenance day, seems like he'll be back. But Rupe yeah. Hints, questionable. Like, you know, those are some really top flight guys who uh, we don't know the status of. So at this point in time, I, I just I don't feel super confident in basically any of these players' roles at this point. Um, so, you know, just same thing as Tuesday. Uh, just fire up Denis Gurionov. Um, power play, like he's a great shooter uh, and a good rate shooter. Um, yet again, you can't bet the shots on goal prop on him. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't think I'll bet the, the score goal prop here. It's 195. Um, it's just annoying. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll bet that, but in DFS, I think he's a reasonable play at, you know, 6.2 to get you that five shot uh, bonus and, you know, just sort of uh, hope for some upside to go with that. So unless you had anything. Um, no, this one's super boring. I agree. Uh, they really, the, the shot on goal props, I mean, my God, DraftKings, give us the like, the worst options as possible for uh, Detroit. I, I mean, then Dallas, uh, I guess I don't hate 1.5 for Radulov, especially if all those guys miss. I can't see him going for another donut on shots on goal again. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. So at as, 1. Someone, 5, as someone who bet the Radulov over on shots on goal during the bubble, uh, you know, endlessly, I can tell you he gets donuts a lot. <laughs> it's it's insane though. Minus 182. Why, why even, I mean, Jamie Ben probably won't play. Klingberg, two and a half. I don't know. It, it's a coin flip. And then... Thanks, DraftKings, for giving us nothing fun. Yeah, but we'll move over to a much more fun game in the St. Louis Vegas game. I think this one kind of projects to be one of the funnest of the night. Um, I like the over. I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm going to be smashing it, but over six seems like a pretty fair way of going about this. I think both teams are very good offensively. They showed it uh, in that nine goal, well, I guess actually eight goal shootout win for the St. Louis Blues. I'd love for that to happen again, something of that nature. A lot of goals, a lot of shots. Um, is there anything, though, that you're really keying in on here? Um, yeah, I mean, from you know, from the DFS perspective, I think this game is an awesome one to target. Um, not just Patches, you know, chasing that hat trick, but he's like an awesome player in general. Um, but St. Louis's main contributors are all just massively underpriced. Um, so you don't really see that in, like, the betting odds. You know, you have guys like Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, two plus two or more points plus 340 patches at plus 300 so like you know slightly worse odds there but you can see the sort of similar levels of upside you look on DraftKings though David Perron is like 4600 Jaden Schwartz on that top power play second line is 4k Jordan Kyrou's not really getting the minutes but he is just a beast out there so he should earn more time as that continues uh, he's like 3400 so I really like this game from a DFS perspective um, if I were to place a bet, I think that patches two two or more points at plus 300 is good value. And obviously the uh, David Perron over 
two and a half shots at plus one thirty. It's just kind of like, come on, like yeah. give give me, <laughs> you know, I it's might like, bet it's him. It's like, yeah, they have changed his half. role. Yeah, they yeah. put his role like to now he's the shot guy, and then DraftKings is like, yeah, we don't believe it yet, even though he's done it like four games in a row. Um, yeah, until they change that, that's assumingly not free. Three games in a row though, where he's hit that, and I think he's going to continue it in this kind of a matchup with this kind of pace. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So you're getting a positive bet there of Pran. You just you take that to the bank. Um, I don't know if there's anything in particular that I'm all in on, but you know these points props. I think you could just kind of figure out the one you like the most and go with it. Um, whatever you want to do, but like Peron at minus one thirty nine to have a point seems pretty fair. Uh, they're not giving you anything too juicy, but that's okay. We can move on unless if there's anything else you want to mention there. Uh, no. Uh, so let's head over to Colorado and, uh, San Jose. Uh, this game was an absolute bloodbath. Um, so I don't know if, uh, you know, if you're looking at a repeat of that, what seven to one, I believe the final score was, uh, two, seven, no, three, the three, they scored too late. They, Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. I forget about that. Uh, 50 to one on that line. If you uh, just wanted to bet seven to three again, (laughs) you know, just, Get crazy. That, that, yeah, crazy. But uh, what are your thoughts here? Oh, you know, I mean, I, I don't you know, think it's going to go for 10 goals again, but I do think both these teams are you know, something that could give up some shots against. And, you know, I like this one as a DFS game. Um, I think the one thing I always mention when I talk about San Jose, as far as daily fantasy, is that we kind of know what players are the players for them, and they keep those guys out there for most of the game. So Hurdle, Couture, Kane, all got, you know, the, the lion's share of the minutes and power play time. So I never really get cute with them on DFS. I also, you know, would carry that right over to their player props. Is there one in particular that I'm super high on? Not really. I don't know if I want to go insane against a team like Colorado who could just absolutely, you know, run a, the train on them again, just absolutely destroy them again. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy with it, but I think that if, you, if you're going to do anything, you know, the over two and a half, or over three and a, oh god, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> there's not there's not one of these lines. I guess I, I didn't realize it was Kachur. Two and a half for Kachur, one ten. I, I don't hate it. I, I I think that you know normally I would be pretty high on some of these player props for San Jose. I normally am because they're just these are the guys. We know who's going to see the ice time. We know who's going to see the power play time against Colorado. I'm going to be off of it. Overall, I, I probably don't take either of these money lines. There's just not enough value to take Colorado. So yeah, so I think this one's a bit to- of a stay away. Not to uh, not to keep just banging this drum, but uh, Timo Mayer should not have the same odds to pick up a point as Logan Couture and Tomas Hurdle. I know anyone who followed me with that on Tuesday, you know, Timo Mayer picked up some point in the first period and or, and hurt us. Um, but Timo Mayer is playing third line. He played 13 minutes last game, only got second power play run. Uh, he has the basically exact same odds to not pick up a point as Couture and Hurdle, you know, two guys you mentioned. They're out there every situation playing 20 minutes a night, top power play, uh, top six centers. Like Timo Mayer's not with them. He's not worth this. Just bet no. And I, I think this is, you know, it'll, it'll come back to you tonight um, if you bet that. So, but it's just kind of a really bad line in my opinion. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, there's just so much me trying to get to the, are there any other goal odds that you like? Could you look at any of those or? Is there any that stood out to you? I mean, hurdle plus um, 265 or, you know, any Brent of these that you're Burns at plus, yeah, plus 420, 420. Like, 
Yeah. Ryan Donato plus four fifty. Like you know, both those guys seem uh, like pretty good bets there. But I, again, I don't love to bet these lines that have no option, like that you can't bet them not to score because it just feels like you're kind of getting, um, you know, it just feels like they're really attacking you with these one sided bets. Um, so it just feels like you know, if you bet all of them you obviously have no protection. Like you can't say, oh no, that's a bad line. Let me bet against it. You're just sort of betting elsewhere. Um, so, you know, I usually stay away from, unless it's like a super obvious uh, mispricing. Um, right. Well, that will take us over to Anaheim at Arizona. Um, if you, like I said, John Gibson kind of saved me on the slate. He's, you know, been unbelievably good kind of helping Anaheim secure some wins early in the season and keep the unders really in play. I'm not sure if we're going to get him again with no confirmation there. He's played, I think, like almost every game for them minus one. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised if John Gibson has played six out of their, uh, yeah, six out of their seven games and has gotten 10 goals of run support in those six games. Sounds exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just been unbelievable. I mean, it has the, the P next to him on DraftKings. Like he's probable again. I, I guess I don't know. Guess run with the high hand, but this is, this one's a pretty strong stay away from me. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have uh, much of anything here. I just don't have a lot of interest in playing the Anaheim Arizona game in any capacity. I mean, on DraftKings, it's incredibly cheap all around. Every single player is, but I think that's for a reason because it just isn't a very good game. Um, if you, you know, Zavorak ended up getting that two shots on goal. I said over one and a half seemed like a gimme and he did it for me barely. But other than that, I just, yeah, just pretty much a stay away all around. I don't have a lot of interest in gambling on this. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think if anything, maybe the one bet here that I find sort of intriguing is I'm looking at like these first period correct scores, um, betting zero, zero in the first in this one seems kind of appealing. Um, you know, like, I don't think it's going to be another one, nothing game. Um, but you know, like last time out, like th- that first period was just, you know, almost playing pong, like back and forth, like neither team really wanted yeah. to do much offensively at risk defensively. Um, obviously the first goal I think would open things up a bit. Um, but you know, that first period at plus three ten to be, you know, scoreless through one, uh, you know, I, I think that's decent value there, but, um, that's really it. I'm not betting any overs or anything like that. I just don't think there's a whole lot to love here. There you go. You found something in this abyss of a game. Thank you for doing that, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I'm not betting anything that would bring us to Ottawa and Vancouver in a rematch. The only rematch we're going to get from Wednesday night. Um, Ottawa got crushed uh, on the scoreboard, but not with the shot totals. They, put a peppering, especially in the first period on Thatcher Demko. So we should see Holtby and Murray. Murray's been the worst goalie in the league as far as saves above expected, or I guess you know, stopping the puck. on uh, Any save that he should not have made, he, he's missed every time, and, and maybe more. So he's been absolutely terrible. Um, does that lead you to thinking about this six and a half over, or are you kind of thinking, you know, maybe a back-to-back that's something where you might want to go under on? Yeah, I was joking before the show that I should just just self-exclude from slates that include Vancouver because every time it's just like I, I can't get them right. Um, it just seems like, you know, they're burning me when I do play them. They're burning me when I play against them. Um, you know, it's basically Tyler Toffoli or nothing on the season for me against Vancouver. Um, so yeah. I guess one massive will, you know, offset some other little losses. But just in general, like um, Vancouver does not look very good. Now, maybe this sort of 
first line of Pedersen Miller actually getting something going sort of, you know, kickstarts yeah. the Canucks here. Um, but I don't think I would bet over six and a half on this one. Yeah. Um, you back know, to back. It's just it's, tough. Yeah. You know, I think I'm more interested in the player, you know, the player angles. Um, this first line in Ottawa just seems like they're doing pretty good stuff. Um, so you can get, you know, uh, Josh Norris, for example, to sort of repeat on his uh, goal scoring effort plus 275. Like that's probably what I would do. Um, keep an eye to see if they, you know, like if they replace Evgeny Dadanov in the, in the shots on goal, obviously anyone on that first line I'm interested in. Um, but it's only Brady Kachuk right now. And he's good, but I just, you know, I'm not looking too hard at it on a back-to-back like this. No, I totally agree. I, if anything, the under is a little bit enticing to me, but with the goaltenders being so bad, it's hard for me to want to even take either side of it. I mean, until Matt Murray shows me anything, I'm kind of just going to stay away from money lines, including him in it, because he could just completely stink and then, you know, ruin that good take on, you know, 25 shots against and give up five. So I think I'm much more interested in, in getting to the final game here if, if you're ready for it. Yeah, uh, and this one should be a fun one. Uh, we have Toronto at Edmonton. Um, Toronto, a slight favorite here. Uh, another game with the over being six and a half. Uh, this one, though, I think just has the sort of, you know, star power type appeal that I love, um, especially in DFS. You know, guys like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews should be the staples of almost any lineup that you're building. Um, yeah. On the Edmonton side, it was basically confirmed, you know, so if you are an avid listener, like you should have picked up that uh, Jesse Pogliarvi would have been on the first line with uh, McDavid, Darnell Nurse also on the top power play. Um, those two guys, yet again, are some of the best values on the entire slate. Uh, they make, you know, playing a guy like Connor McDavid uh, attainable, just given, you know, how expensive he is. Um, so just in general, I love this game. Um, Austin Matthews on the other side is just, you know, he's on, he's on a roll right now. Uh, I'm certainly not jumping off yeah. and oh, probably yeah. won't all season. Um, so just a big fan of this game. Anything in particular though, stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, I think my, my long, one of my long shot bets of the night might end up being Darnell Nurse plus 600 to score. He's not a focal point of shooting on the power play, but when you're on a power play with dry side on McDavid and New Jockins, you know, anything happened where he could, you know, A, just shoot the puck from the point in, or B, you know, move down low and get an opportunity. He had three shots on net in the last game. Yeah, you know, one of those goes in, and you are just, you know, getting insane odds on a first power play guy. Um, is he the most likely to score in the league? No way. But between guys like Travis Boyd and uh, Evan Bouchard and Ethan Bear that just aren't even going to play, it's like, what's going on with that? So, it's not my, you know, I, I wouldn't bet the house on it, but you know, if you're if you're having fun, put ten dollars on Darnell Nurse. I mean, right? First power play with McDavid, anyone can score. Even yeah, me. and same same deal. Uh, Yessi Puliyarvi, their second power play attempt uh, was on the first unit. Uh, James Neal was on the first one. Yessi Puliyarvi, yeah. the second one. We only saw two power plays, so don't know, you know, with certainty what's going to shake out. However, you can get. Yes, he pulled Yarvi plus 360 to score. Same odds as Zach Cassian. Yeah. You know, <laughs> lovely, lovely viewer. Like you, you make that call. Which one's more likely to score? I think it's pull Yarvi. So um, you know, that's where I'm going with this one. All right. Yeah. I mean, if you talk about the Vancouver game tonight, I, you said 
who's most likely to have two goals, I would not have picked Mott, but here we are. So it's definitely Cassie. Yeah, nice try. Wait, wait to fool everyone. But why don't we keep it moving though? Because I think we're 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 gonna be way over if we don't. We'll get to some favorite stacks of the night on DraftKings. Um, I know Matt, I took it from you on the Morning Skate podcast, so I don't want to take it from you here. Do you want to get to your first one that I'm trying to tee you up with? I mean, with 14 games, I'm not sure. I think this one's like my favorite, but I know the one that you were talking about. Steelers. Okay, favorite, yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, Carolina is massively underpriced on uh, on DraftKings. Uh, you can get all three of Sebastian Ajo, uh, Andrei Sachikov, and Dougie Hamilton below 6,000. And like, I get the matchup is tough, um, but talent and price to me went out over. Uh, and usage went out to me over matchup. Um, so you're really just looking for a power play. You're looking for upside. Um, so, you know, if they don't hit, they don't hit. But these guys have some upside that can absolutely win you a tournament. And you can fit in nice stacks alongside them. Like you could legitimately play Edmonton uh, power play stack with Carolina. Like it just does a really good stack. Um, and I, I like all the players individually too. Okay. No, I definitely like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go back to the well on this one a little bit. I don't know if we mentioned it in the last show or not. I think I may have, but I'm going to change it a, a touch. So Kevin Fiala, Zach Parise, and Krill Kaprizov, like I mentioned, they just saw so many minutes and they all correlate on the power play. Obviously Kaprizov being the odd man out as far as playing with Fiala and Parise. Um, but you can put all those together. And if not, you could, you know, if you don't want to play Krill because he's not that perfect correlation piece, Spurgeon, 4,200 on power play, just hasn't been points. He has one assist through seven games. Unlucky more than anything else. The shots and blocks are there. So I think he's just a bit too cheap against them. They have, I guess, done a good job this year being somewhat okay defensively, but eventually that wall is going to break. And it didn't break last time. You know, I'm going to keep firing against them and I finally get that huge explosion. And it's just clearly they're funneling the offense through these three guys. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Fiala Parise. Yeah, I mean, look, like, uh, I like that too. Um, I, you know, it's tough when they're all three wings. Like, it's just tough to not have a center in the mix there. Yeah. Um, but it could go well with, you know, like a double center stack. Maybe consider uh, Nate McKinnon with, you know, Miko Rantanen. And then if you want to save a little bit, Nazem Kadri on that top power play uh, just comes in a touch too cheap. He hasn't really, you know, like had that huge night or anything uh, to this point. But it's lurking. It's coming. Uh, he's on the top power play. So I think Kadri, you know, it's, it's a fun little two center build that uh, might not be necessary, but especially, you know, on a later smaller slate, I think could really work out well for you. Okay. Yeah. Another stack that I did mention over on the Skate podcast, and I don't want to have too much overlap, but um, one thing that I'm going to end up doing, at least in one lineup, is doing McDavid and Drysaddle together. Drysaddle is the same price as Nugent Hopkins. And I just think that if you want to get a little bit contrarian with one of the most popular teams of the night, getting a the different look with Nurse, Drysaddle, and McDavid might be fun. And, you know, if you kind of cannibalize your wings with better, you know, wingers that I think might be a touch better than Nugent Hopkins at that price, you could find yourself with an open center spot and Leon Dreisaitl and McDavid, you know, they connect for a power play goal or two and both score individually on five on five. And if it's a close game, they might be out there together. They have done that in the past where it's, you know, four to four late in the game or in overtime, they put them both out there to try to win the game. Uh, makes a ton of sense to me. So it's, 
it's expensive, obviously, but Darnell Nurse makes it doable. So I'm definitely going to try to jam that in at least once as well over on DraftKings and one of my lineups to be, I don't think many people are going to do it. And there's a ton of upside against Toronto. Uh, yeah, no, that game is certainly uh, attackable. Uh, four, we'll do one more. I'll do one more and then we'll get on out of here because that, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Um, so <laughs> my last one, just St. Louis Vegas game stack. I touched on it when we talked about the game, um, but just all of their key contributors are underpriced. Those are the sort of spots I love to just pick and choose, especially on this large of a slate. Um, you're looking for you know guys who have some correlation, but also just really good upside personally. Um, and I think David Perron, you know, Jaden Schwartz, Tori Krug, Max Pacioretty, Jonathan Marcheseau, all those guys are on the top power play units. And I think, honestly, if they were $1,000 more expensive on DraftKings, would still be in play. So that's really just, you know, a, a blaring signal for me to just go load up on those guys and just try to win me a GPP. So um, anything you want to say before we close out the show? Uh, no, just, you know, I, we normally mention this off the start, but definitely rate, comment, review, let us know your favorite bets. Let us know uh, how you're doing. If you pick some of our bets, let it, like, definitely let me know. I'm going to be retweeting them, commenting back as much as possible. Matt, I'm sure the same. Um, I do have a couple of friends that are listening to every time and they're writing down all the bets we take and letting us track them. So they've been, they've been pretty solid. They haven't been perfect. You're never going to be perfect in this world because it's definitely not a gimme ever on any night. Um, but thanks for everyone that's helped out been been a part of this. Um, oh yeah, a lot of new followers, uh, Matt, I'm sure the same to you, Matt, again, congratulations on the TSN Winnipeg show. Um, that was awesome to hear, you know, definitely something like, yeah, yeah I'll let you talk on it, but something that again, like tell me four years ago that you'd be on TSN Winnipeg from what we, you know, <laughs> what we've started is, is insane. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's definitely yeah, I mean, no, I, I did a did a short hit up in uh, Winnipeg on their TSN. You know, guy reached out through uh, through Pat Mayo, the Mayo Media. You know, through all that, um, just great stuff. Like, uh, so super thankful for that, and obviously super excited about it too. Um, but I also just wanted to follow up on YouTube. I someone did leave a comment asking us a season long question, and I responded to it. Um, and I just wanted to mention, like. Uh, Certainly we would love to talk about some things like that. So maybe when the schedule allows for it and we're not dealing with 13 and 14 yeah. game slates, you know, we can touch on some more like yeah. big picture type Meany, things. Meany's been crushing that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Meany so, and whoever he's with every night have been crushing that because when there's 14 games, it's hard to be like, and in season long, or we're going to go for two hours. So um, yeah. So um, yeah, DM us or yeah, comment, uh, do that. We'll, we'll get back to you on that front. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so With all that said, I think we've pretty much touched on everything you need to know on Thursday. So best of luck to you out there. Uh, Be sure to follow me. I am at fake moods on Twitter. DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And uh, obviously rate, subscribe, review all the, all the cool things DJ said and check us out over at the morning skate podcast as well for some more specific DFS uh, advice on this slate and all the slates, um, you know, that we record for. So Thank you for listening and we will see you.